You know, an essential skill for a professional sourcing team is to be able to negotiate with the suppliers. You know, may seem like it's easy, but really negotiation is a skill. You know, it's really a skill to be able to know when do you push, when do you stop pushing, when do you pull. Hi, this is Anita from the Global Trade Gal, or from the blog Mindoro. I love trade, and I actually enjoy sourcing. And one of the things that I'm really passionate about is going into a factory and then seeing the potential of what I believe that they can make or what they can do or what they can create. That is something that I have always really enjoyed. But, you know, sourcing is one of these sort of interesting things that some people might think, well, it's pretty easy to source. You just, you know, how hard can it be? You just find a product and then you check out the price and then you buy it and that's it. But really, the truth is that sourcing, like so many other things in the global supply chain, is actually quite complicated and quite complex. Today, I'm going to talk about 10 things that I think every professional sourcing person needs or anyone that's looking to do sourcing. The first thing and the number one thing on my list is relationship skills. Your relationship skills are kind of a bit of a soft skill. And especially in Asia, relationships are extremely important. You know, it's it's interesting because I think relationships in Asia with many of the vendors and others you work with can be one of the number one things that can matter. If they like you, they'll be willing to do some extra things for you. If they don't like you, you might find roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. You know, it's essential because sourcing is all about building relationships and trust with others. You know, if you're mean or you don't treat people well or people don't feel like you're fair, you know, fair is very important a lot of times for many of the Asian vendors. Being fair, they want to work with someone that they feel is fair. And if they think that you're going to be mean or you're going to be dishonest or you're, you know, going to kind of cheat them or lie to them, they don't like you. They might just walk away. And even if you're going to offer them this huge big order, you might suddenly find your prices are going up and other things. It's because that relationship is very important and essential for them to be able to want to work with you. So don't ever underestimate how important having a good relationship is for your suppliers, especially in Asia. And I think in most parts of the world, most people want to work with people that they like and people that they have feel like they have a good relationship and a good working relationship with. The other thing that's really essential is product knowledge. Never underestimate how important it is to have the correct product knowledge. Most products are very technical. I know in our field where we create, develop, and manufacture home decor and home furnishing products, that there's a lot of product knowledge. Everything from what the paint needs to be on a certain finish. Um, You know, what degree does the wood need to be dried to? Um, How do you need to pack a product in order to ensure that it will pass a drop test? You know, what what are the safety standards and the other things for producing a lamp? What type of hinges or the back do you need for to be able for a mirror to hang properly? You know, these may all seem like kind of basic things, but they're really things that you need to understand as a sourcing person because 
If you end up working with a factory that doesn't understand these things, it could be a huge disaster and you could have a huge problem your way. This is why product knowledge is so essential for a very good sourcing professional. And that's why most people that are into sourcing, they really end up you know, becoming experts in maybe one or two products because it becomes very difficult to be an expert in everything. I sometimes have customers or people that contact me and say, hey, we're looking for someone to source this or source that. And I'll say, you know, maybe we don't really do that because I just realize how essential it is to really be able to have the right knowledge and to know people too. You know, that's important too. That goes again with the relationship. The next thing that somebody needs who is going to be a really good um, sourcing is the research ability. A lot of sourcing is about research. I'm not talking about just finding the easy sources, like the ones that anyone can find. I'm talking about finding the good sources and the right sources. That is very different than finding the easy ones. Because the easy ones may not always be the right one, or vice versa. Throughout my years in Asia, one thing that I have learned is some of the best sources are often not showing at the trade fairs. And this, you know, again, really depends upon what industry you're in. But for my industry, one of the things I have found is a lot of the really good sources are not showing at the trade fairs that I've gone to, you know, the trade fairs where most people go to, like the, you know, the Canton Fair in China, which of course is a huge trade fair. We have not really had that much luck at the Canton Fair for our industry to find the good sources. Sometimes some of our best sources um, are the ones that we had to search for or we had to use our connections to find. And a lot of times it's when we use our connections or we use our network or somebody recommends somebody, that usually a lot of times becomes a good source because we already know, you know something about that person and we know that they will probably be a pretty good source. Um, professional sourcing expert really needs to have the ability to search and to dig down deep and to be able to find the right source not just any source or not just the easy sources. Another thing that a a professional sourcing expert needs, someone who wants to become good at sourcing, is they need to have excellent analytical skills. The other day I had lunch with a friend of mine. I was telling her about you know how I felt like in America, maybe the math skills should be improved. And I will admit, I am not good at math. I have to pull out my iPhone all the time to be able to you know get my calculator to add things. Whereas my Vietnamese staff, a lot of times can add things right in their head. And my friend said to me, she said, well, why do people need to have a math skill today? You can just pull out a calculator and you don't have to worry about it. But that's not true because it's so much is like, it has to do with the analytical skills too. Like how do you do a, you know, how do you work out a percentage? How do you do this? I mean, it's all of those skills that you need to have too. That um, the analytical and I would say actually the mathematical skills. You know, because if you don't have those basic skills, you can have a hard time figuring out things like, Okay, I'm going to buy this for the FOB price. How many pieces are going to fit in a container? Um, what's the cost going to be per piece in the container for the shipping, for the customs? What's the landis cost going to be? And then how much do I need to sell it for? Those are all things that a really good sourcing professional needs to be able to understand and be able to do quickly. That is just part of your job. That's just part of the skill set that you need to have. You have to understand numbers 
when you are a sourcing person. If you hate numbers, it's going to be really hard for you to be able to understand the landed cost of an item. And that is really one of the keys in sourcing. The other thing is your negotiating skills. You know, an essential skill for a professional sourcing team is to be able to negotiate with the suppliers. And this, you know, may seem like it's easy, but really negotiation is a skill. You know, it's really a skill to be able to know when do you push, when do you stop pushing, when do you pull. You know, those are all things that a good negotiator understands. They know like, hey, I can still push this price down a bit more. You know, I, this, the, I, there's still room there. I know I can get a better price or maybe it's not about the price. Maybe you're, you need, you're going to, you know, you're going to push the supplier to be able to develop something for you or to do something which is quite not in what they're used to doing, but maybe they can do it and do a good job for you. So you know that, Hey, maybe if I just, you know, push a bit more, we can get this done. And you also need to know when you need to stop you know, when you're to the point where you're going to break the relationship apart, you know, because you've just pushed too much. And sometimes you need to know when you're going to walk away, when you're going to just say, okay, you need to really be able to understand all of those things. You know, I always say like negotiation is sometimes like a a fine dance. It's kind of a little bit like a rhythm that you really need to understand the whole rhythm of it, what's going on. And with that, you need to be able to read people and understand the person that you are negotiating with. You need to understand a little bit about them. You need to understand about their company. You need to understand, you know, what you think that, you know, you can or cannot do. That really is a really fine skill that anyone who is in sourcing needs to be able to understand and needs to be able to do. So an excellent sourcing professional understands what they need to do in order to get the best deal possible. You know, and a deal that basically they can live with, a deal that will work for really in many ways. You want it to be for everybody. And so, you know, that is what a good um, professional sourcing expert will be able to do. The other thing is the cultural understanding. And of course, you know, if you are you know, sourcing things in your own country or in your own backyard, this isn't as important if you are basically going to be sourcing things globally. And since my expertise and my area of understanding is on global sourcing, I'm going to be talking mostly about global sourcing. So those of you who may be you know, sourcing things in your own backyard, this may not be quite as essential. But there are so many cultural things that can happen when you are sourcing or dealing with other people and other cultures. So you need to have some kind of cultural understanding, you know, just some basic cultural understanding. Like, for example, you know, in in Thailand, you don't ever point your feet at anybody. That's considered very impolite. Some basic things like that where you won't be insulting the person that you're trying to negotiate with. Because you know what? At the end of the day, it's going to hurt your negotiation and your sourcing. I have always found that, you know, a really good sourcing person is somebody who embraces the culture, who, you know, comes into another country and has learned something about it, maybe can speak a few words, say hello, um, knows how to say thank you, can be able to ask some intelligent questions about the country that they are in or the country that they're sourcing from, can be able to ask a little bit about 
the people they're going to be working with, a little bit about their lives. You know, that, of course, goes back to the whole thing about personal relationships. It's about building this relationship with the person you're trying to source from. You know, so, you know, cultural understanding will give you a better understanding of, you know, like, um, especially if you're walking through a factory in another part of the world, it will give you some understanding about the people you're buying from. It'll give you an understanding a bit about their life, and it can actually be able to help you to be able to, you know, build some goodwill between yourself and the manufacturer, which again goes with the relationship and basically being culturally sensitive to them. I've really found too that a lot of times and you know asking people that you're you know you're going to be working with or sourcing from or asking them about their children or their lives that that's usually a topic that you can maybe have some common ground with like oh oh your son is 10 years old oh well I have a niece or nephew or or my son is 10 or my grandson is grandson is and you know that that gives you kind of a bit of a common ground to be able to talk to them about and most people like that. They like finding that common ground again of going against the cultural barriers or these cultural divides. Another thing that a a good sourcing professional really needs to have is you need to be tech savvy. You know, and I'm not just talking about, you know, understand a basic computer program like you can do Excel because, you know, Excel really is the basics for sourcing. If you can't do a good Excel sheet, it's going to be really hard for you to be able to source. If you, you know, when I say Excel, I mean, you know, whether it's your Google form or your, you know, numbers or whatever program you use, but in a program like Excel, where you can basically put things into a sheet, you can punch the numbers in, you can, you know, figure out what it is, you can do the basic formulas. If you can't be able to do those things, then it's going to be really hard for you because a really good sourcing person needs to have some tech savvy and some understanding of the computer. You know, Sourcing is one of these areas that I've been talking about quite a bit about that, you know, you know, we starting to use more things like AI or machine learning or, you know, where the machines, you'll be able to punch in maybe some data and information. And eventually the machines be able to tell you exactly what you need and why you need it. And, and that's why I really believe that someone today who's going to be looking at, you know, wanting to get into sourcing or wanting to become a sourcing professional or looking to whether you're going to source for your own company or for another company, that it's really that you need to be somebody who enjoys the technical skills and has some technical skills, because that is actually very important for sourcing today. It's just kind of the way the world's going, that the world, you know, is becoming more tech savvy and you need to be able to be tech savvy too. And I have found that, you know, those sourcing people that I work with are also, they have some really good tech savvy skills that they understand some technical things. The other thing is, of course, is professional, to be professional sourcing is industry knowledge. As I mentioned before, that you need to understand the product and not just the product, but you kind of need to understand the industry. You need to understand, you know, who your competitors are, uh, where they're buying from, what's their acceptable quality, what's the acceptable price, what is the industry standard. And, you know, this again may sound easy, but this really takes a long time to learn. You know, that it really takes time for you to be able to go into a factory and to be able to understand 
you know, um, something about the factory and what you're seeing. You know, I've been into a lot of factories and I will usually ask the factories a couple questions. And one is like, how many containers do you produce a month? And I can really pretty much tell whenever a factory is BSing me because they'll say something like, well, we do 50 a month. And I'll look around. If I don't see a container, you know, waiting, or if I don't see goods about ready to be shipped and loaded, you know, at least, you know, two containers going through production right then and things in the warehouse packing and getting, you know, you know, ready to be loaded, then I pretty much can figure they're not telling me the truth because the way, you know, manufacturing works is that nobody's going to be able to load 50 containers in a day. It just becomes physically impossible. You can't produce it, store it, and do it all. You know, a factory that is really, you know, doing that kind of production will be constantly shipping and containers will be constantly coming in and they will be basically packing, you know, loading, shipping, because that's what they do. And if you don't see that and they're telling you that they do like, you know, we do 50 or 100 containers a month and you don't see that, you know, that manufacturing and and then with, uh, you know, with, you know, things being packed and things already packed and ready to be loaded, then the truth is they may not be telling you the truth. And this always really becomes an interesting thing because I find that a lot of factories, they really, I feel like they don't really tell you the truth on this. And if they also tell you... Oh, we, we you know we're creating a whole bunch of products. We've got things. If you go into their office and you know, most people that are creating um, products that are developing a lot of products will have things around their office. They'll have like some sample somebody sent them from, you know, that they're checking out. Or they'll that's just again the nature of the game and the things that we do. And if you don't see some of that stuff around, then uh, chances are that may not be quite true either. You know, that's why whenever I go into a factory, one of the places I always want to see is the area where they're packing and where they're ready to load. And I really like to check the cartons too to see who they're selling to because you can also tell a lot by checking the cartons, by going into this area and checking you know, who the cartons are, who they're actually shipping to. Again, you can be able to tell, are they telling you the truth or not? If they told you like, oh, we sell a lot to you know, Walmart and you don't see any recognizable Walmart um, cartons there. And you could probably know, well, maybe they're really not shipping much there. So you can really tell a lot by going into that area. If you understand the industry and you understand who the carton markings are for the people that they're shipping to, then you can pretty much get an idea of their price level and their quality level and the quantity level. Because if you know your competitors and you know the carton markings, you can pretty much have a feeling for what the factory is really doing. And this allows you again to be able to compare to what they tell you versus what you actually see. And that is all really having an industry knowledge. That takes experience. That takes really knowing and understanding the industry that you're in and understanding your competitors. Another one is collaboration. You know, so much of sourcing and so much in the supply chain has to do with collaboration. It has to do with working together as a team and being a team player. And, it, you know, an excellent sourcing professional can collaborate with others you know, for all their sourcing and their other needs. Because if you don't like people, if you don't like collaborating with them, if you don't want to be a team player, you know, sourcing may not be the right field for you because so much of sourcing and what you do is basically working with people and collaborating with them. 
And my very last one that I put down the trait that I feel that everyone needs is patience. And I put down patience because I feel like patience is something I've needed. You know, in order to really work in global sourcing, you're going to require some degree of patience, patience and understanding. You know, it may take you some time to get answers. You might need some patience with another person because, you know, they may not speak English quite as well as you do. They may not say exactly the right things, you know, in their native language. You might have to be patient and trying to understand them. You know, all of that can be able to take some patience. You know, sourcing is an essential part of the supply chain, but, you know, it's also a very important part of the supply chain. It can make a difference whether a company can survive or, you know, whether they're going to thrive or whether they're not going to thrive at all. It can make all the difference in the world. And that's why it is such an essential part of the entire supply chain and the global supply chain. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you're interested to learn more about Mindoro, you know, please do visit our website at Mindoro, M-O-N-D-O-R-O.com and check out our blog there. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, you know, please don't hesitate to contact me and I'd love to be able to help you in any way that I can. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate your time.